The Pixel Hearts would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land where each member has recorded this episode. The Gadigal people of the Aura Nation, the Wadawarung, the Bunurong, and the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. The team would like to pay respects to Elders past, present and emerging, and recognise the sovereignty was never ceded. This continent always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome to Pixel Hearts. My name's Faye, and please stop sending me messages that are just that gif from Scott Pilgrim with him jumping out the window. I get it, it's a weird story. <laughs> Hi, my name is my name is Taya, and uh, okay, I guess I've gotta find a new gif joke to send to Faye. <laughs> Hi, my name is Molly Ann and Fiddle D me. Why did the chicken cross the road? Why? Why? The chicken next to them farted. (laughs) And we are once again joined by special guest Jules from Australian Gothic. Would you like to introduce yourself again? Hi, I'm Jules, and when my red glow shines upon the land, the aimless spirits of dead monsters return to flesh. (laughs) <laughs> and we are a team of romantic gamers that unfortunately once again is missing Cameron, but do have a special guest who want to help you achieve a play of the game in your love life. And this week on the show, we have this question from one of our listeners. Hi, Pixel Hearts. I've recently found a new kink that I'm absolutely enjoying, but I'm too embarrassed to bring it up to my partner. How should I deal with that? Should I just surprise them? What if they judge me? So, does, uh, first of all, does anyone have a history of being in this particular position? Oh, oh gosh. Come on, out yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Well, while Cameron's away, the kinksters come out to play. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, look, you know, when you're... A proper kinkster. I mean, every new relationship is that process of navigating what is it that my potential partner could enjoy. And, you know. Yeah. I, I'm sure that you have a little bit of trouble with uh, new partners explaining your himbo fixation there, Taylor. Uh No, people people just, you know, they speak to me for five minutes and, and realize what a, what a ditzy, ditzy airhead socialist I am. <laughs> And either they love me or they don't. So there's really no further conversation that needs to happen. It's either just they know that there's nothing mm. going on up here or or they and they like that or they don't. And I mean, himbos are so hot right now. Thank you. Yeah. Thank so you. I feel like it wouldn't be difficult. Everyone loves a himbo. And actually, mm. um, funnily enough, in one of my classes the other week, <laughs> uh, one of the videos... <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the class himbo is just having these excellent contributions. <laughs> no, we were watching a video <laughs> about, um, like, you know, it was around lifestyle and TV was the theme of the class. And one of the videos we watched was like a reality TV show uh, makeover transformation thing. And um, the person on it, I mean, we did it as a critique, but... Um, she used the term bimbet, and I was like, oh, I haven't heard that, right? We don't, we, there's all this love for himbos. Give us some bimbets, right? Okay. 
Bimbats. Isn't it just isn't it just bimbo though? Well Yes. If we added new layers to it. That's amazing. Maybe it's just like Himbet? Himbet, okay. Simbos? I don't know where I'm going with this though. Thembos? Oh no, Thembos definitely a thing. Okay. Thembos. Alright. Yeah. 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 But what about Thembets? Yeah. Hmm? For the for the fems? For the f- f- for the fem them? Fembo. Yeah. <laughs> so I have been on the receiving side of this particular one a couple of times with like random hookups. I keep telling you, I don't I've know who goes even... through your garbage. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I've even had the most terrible, like the fear inspiring one of ho- like hooking up with a person and chatting to them over the internet and them being like, so I hope you don't mind, but when we meet up, um, I will be wearing a diaper under my clothing and being like, well, it looks like I may not be able to deal with this particular situation. Mm. I wish you all the best in your life. Thank you and good night. At least they communicated it. Yeah. Which is the most important part. Yeah. Well, um, so I came across, uh, remind me of the term... It's like the one where you like to be given compliments and like stickers and stuff. Praise kink. Praise Praise kinks. And I was like, hello, that seems to be on brand for me. (laughs) I would like to have like well done stickers handed over (laughs) and saying, good job, Molly, and I'm proud of you. I I think I would be into that, right? Yeah. I mean, totally. like, wait, is this is this like a fishing expedition? Should we start giving you stickers? Like, <gasps> okay, all right. Evidently, uh... <laughs> good job, Marlian. Good job, Marlian. Question for, um, I guess, a uh, what would be labeled as a van- vanilla person? So those who, um, I mean, I think Cameron's a self-proclaimed vanilla. Uh, and kind of romance at heart. I guess I'm like a caramel. (laughs) (laughs) There might be terms for this already. But as like someone who doesn't perhaps know all the terminology for everything, um, does it need to be something that turns me on sexually to be sexually gratifying for it to be a kink versus I'm just super into that on like an everyday level. And yes, pat my head, yeah. like to my friends, uh, like give me a little good job. Okay. I, I, I think <laughs> the simple answer to that is, is no. Um, like I don't think a kink has to necessarily be sexual. Like it can be mm. just an mm. incredibly platonic, like, a fetish in in my mind is is it's like a fixation um potentially something that's taboo um often it's sort of like conjoined to to sexuality sexual expression and that sort of thing uh that's really interesting because my definition of fetishism comes from uh uh the marxist definition of fetishism oh of course <laughs> uh, please, uh, as as the non-socialist himbo on this podcast, please explain the Marxist fet- fetishism. <laughs> uh, it's when 
Open up your your uh, Grundrisses to page three hundred and sixty seven, class. Mm. Yeah, hold up. Let me just Google this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, while Malian is oh. is digging that hole even deeper, um, Jules, do you have any thoughts on on whether a kink can be non sexual? Well, yeah, I think I think um, kinks can be non sexual. I think there's a lot of things that are like, I guess, particularly with like power dynamics or ways of presenting it it can be something that doesn't necessarily have to be sexual or done within the the realms of sex but might feel really really good to do might feel really affirming both like not not just in terms of gender but just in terms of how you interact with other people Mm. um and it can also be something that you you might do with your your partners and your your close friends that you would not necessarily do in um in in like a work setting mm. Mm. for example oh. yes i was going to um, say to my colleagues if for for, for, <laughs> for hoping that they haven't found this podcast <laughs> um i i would feel uncomfortable if a colleague of mine just came up or a student of mine came up and started patting my head and saying good job <laughs> Yeah. So, I think a, a bit of this is exploring like an important aspect of kink sorry actually Jules uh, you you were in the middle of your thought did you want to finish it oh no I was I was just gonna sort of um go back to the actual the the question of um not not about whether things can be kinks or not but like what to do mm. when mm. Or, or how to because I guess approach that. Yes. Um, instead of just yeah. making this episode about Molly mm-hmm. Ann's uh, <laughs> <Praise> curiosity <laughs> in, in, in Praise yeah. Kink. Uh, but do- you were doing such a good you job. You were doing such you a good job. You were doing an job. amazing job. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I guess how I think an important aspect that needs to, to draw to Molly Ann's point and also draw back to that question mm. is that you do need to explore kink with consent so yes 100 one of the aspects of the question was like should i surprise them the answer is very much no no unless they've got a surprise um, kink. but that's uh, that's a completely different thing to navigate <laughs> but nonetheless and on on the other side we have the embarrassment and judgment being mentioned in there and i find that one very interesting because there's a difference between a thing that your partner isn't into, which is totally fine, and a thing which, for example, they have been culturally imprinted with it being a negative thing, Mm. right? And we've moved away a lot from that, like, culturally, with such terrible, terrible kink-based modern films and whatnot (laughs) that... give a pretty bad example of it but like that kind of stuff suggesting particular titles as examples of poor representation perchance i mean the the 50 shades of gray debacle is what Mm. i'm gonna call it there Mm. um was one of those things where you get a piece of literature or just a piece of media that tries to explore something at a very surface level without investigation and people just read that or see that and go oh that's what BDSM is. And you're like, mm, not quite. As, as a random example, 
anyone who has been to like BDSM play parties or something similar um, will have most likely been to many that have rules about no sex, right? Yes. This, yes. Thank you, Lulu. I appreciate the meow mid sentence. <laughs> um, She's podcasting like, too. Absolutely. <laughs> that kind of thing is really important, and it can be separated from like even close off situations. Mm. And yeah, so with regards to navigating a kink with a partner, so you develop some new interest, you want to explore it. I think the important thing is to start it off with a conversation um, and and to respect and trust that your partner uh, may be open to exploring it, may be into it, or may have a boundary that they don't want to explore it. And that's not necessarily the end of a relationship. It may be the case that you find other avenues to explore it. It may be the case that you discuss ways that you can explore it with them in a way that they're comfortable with. Um, but yeah, I think the important aspect is to have that conversation and to open up and say, you know, hey, I, I have an interest in this and uh, I'd like to maybe see if we can explore it together or, or, you know, talk about ways that, you know, you'd be comfortable with me exploring it if you're, if you're not comfortable with exploring it with me. Mm. Um, also, um, uh, it's just like, for this isn't related to anything else, but I mean, like, hypothetically, and not necessarily that I've done this before, <laughs> um, Dear listeners. <laughs> a friend of sure. a friend. Um, friend of a friend, Joey Jojo Jr. Shabadoo. Uh, I'm so sorry, Joey. We, once... didn't, mean to, we didn't mean to out you. Yeah, Joey Jojo. Joey Jojo. Uh, for example, right, of the like, you know, maybe just get like hang out with a bunch of friends, take a lot of MDMA, sit around in a circle <laughs> and just start complimenting each other, you know? Like, just just a little, just like, you know, Joey Jojo. Yeah. Remember those times, Joey Jojo? <laughs> <laughs> Not related to anything else we've been talking about. Of course. Just Aww. figured we'd, we'd just have that, that memory put in here, that <laughs> hypothetical memory. There are also some really interesting places that you can explore <laughs> these kinks. And uh, as an example there, with a, let's say, a friendship group that our imaginary person did, um, <laughs> you can, for example, explore some very, very kind of physically impossible kinks in places like VR. You have a certain, like, set of kinks that are basically impossible. Things like, uh, let's say, vor. Mm. That's an interesting one. It's impossible to actually do anything with that unless you're in VR. Um, if you have, like, a giantess kink, oh, yes. which is a, a, a one that some people really enjoy, you can get away with that in VR quite easily. Like... There's something to be said about making sure that the environment for exploration is comfortable and safe. And I think if you do talk to your partner and decide to uh, explore that with them, then think about how you can set up 
your kind of first exploration in a safe and welcoming way. Absolutely. It's mm, a really good point. Mm. Um I think also when you're when you're talking about like maybe kinks that are not physically impossible or unlikely, mm. um but but uh <laughs> I want to say more run of the mill, but like what is a run of the mill kink? Um <laughs> I think or I think when discussing any kind of kink with a partner and and sort of negotiating that it's really important for you to first understand what what you're getting out of it mm. like what need within you is being met mm. by this action like and um can it be met through and it, if it turns out that like that itself is something that um that your partner there there might be aspects of it that your partner isn't into are there are there other things about it that um that can work mm. and uh can i can i like kind of use a an example is that all right is that sure. um yeah um because like like every every kink has a lot of kind of sim- symbolism mm. to it that's sort of what's going on with it there's like different things going on with different kinks and they they like hit little bits in our brain and and fire off little things and there's a lot of like cultural symbolism in different things so it means things to different people um but there are some kinks that kind of hit a few different areas at once uh so if you're somebody who likes to be pissed on for example it <laughs> oh, well, diving straight, in, straight, 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 into straight in, diving straight in because hey! <laughs> it's water sports um <laughs> if you if you're someone who likes to be pissed on is it might be because it's a it's it's a sensory bodily fluid thing like you you enjoy the sensation of piss or it might be a humiliation aspect mm. um there's it might be both but it could be one or the other and it's like if you're if it's like the first one and your partner's kind of maybe not cool with pissing on you cuz they're like, no, toilet time's private, which is completely legitimate. Um, maybe then spitting on you might be fine, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, if it's a humiliation thing, there's, like, there's so many ways you oh, can do yeah. humiliation. Um, oh. Yeah. So, like, like, like figure out, because a lot of the time people really focus on the, the act itself. Mm. And, and sort not of, the emotion. Yeah, the emotions and the kind of like the need that they're getting out of it. Like and and I mean, I think that's really it's a really important thing to examine with all kink practices is what what are you getting out of it? Like, mm. do if you're if you're getting if you're receiving impact play, if you want to be beaten up, do you want to be like do you want to be like pretend forced into it? Do you like want to be do you want it to happen till you cry? Do mm. you act, or do you want to be told the whole way that you're doing an amazing job? Yeah, like there's. Do you want bruises? Some yeah. Do you just want bruises? Like the bruises mm. and yeah, there's there's so many different things that you might be trying to get out of it, and that's that's really important to kind of know going in first because um, that will determine like how your partner feels about engaging in it. Mm. Um, and also, like it's it's for your own safety as well. Mm. Like you need to know what you want out of this. Um, I yeah, 
<laughs> I think one of the ways I'd suggest like approaching this with a partner is uh, when you do approach like a new kink, there's generally either some fantasies that may be attached with it. Oftentimes there could be like a piece of media that inspired this particular fascination. And I think it's good to share that with them and say like, hey, this is what sort of sparked the interest in like, you know, it gives the other person a sense of like exactly that. What is it that that's the sort of desired, I guess, impact, not necessarily impact play, but you know, what's the, what's the desired sort of outcome? What's the state that you want to reach? Is it embarrassment? Is it bruises? Is it um, a power sort of dynamic? And uh, like from my end, um, when I'm, uh, navigating a new kink with a partner when they want to bring a kink to me that I, I haven't encountered before, for instance. Um, yeah. Like hearing about their fantasies, reading the erotica that they read, seeing the videos or, or what have you that they enjoy. That really gives me a good sense of what exactly it is that they're aiming for and gives me the best opportunity to assess whether or not it's something that I'm comfortable with and whether it's something, you know, that I, I can actively participate in and, and bring my own sort of twist to it, basically. Um, mm. um, and so at the end of the day, don't we all just really want to, like, rub it in little dog Kevin's smug little face <laughs> and overcooked where he keeps on giving us more and more stars to complete? It's like, <laughs> I just gave you my four stars. What is this, a whole new level? Come on! Kevin, you dim sum I mean, loving fuck, like... <laughs> These are not appropriate workplace conditions for cooking anyway, Kevin. Why, All right, why so. is the kitchen on fire, Kevin? <laughs> I'd also like to back up that uh, that point there um, about... Damn it, Kevin. ...sharing media. <laughs> no, not Kevin. <laughs> um, if, you, if you're finding that you're, like, interested in a particular kink, and especially if it's come out of, like, right field, and you're like, huh, that's kind of hot, um... It would be worth spending a little bit of time and figuring out yourself why that is as well, right? You may not know the answers to the questions that Jules put forward earlier. Like, is it about objectification? Do you like being a tiny little guy? Like, <laughs> you're not sure about these things until you go ahead and, you know, maybe go read some erotica, go find some terrible hentai just like go explore find what works for you and ultimately uh that lets you better communicate with your partner um one and once you are sort of at the point where you you feel like talking to your partner about it i think that um that i occasionally do uh is is what i call impractical fantasy time which is you know, kind of like like exploring kinks and concepts through through sexting or dirty talk or things like that, where there's like um there's you know there's people have already have a good idea of like things that are are hard limits and not like like the big squicks, mm. the big things that are just not to be brought into it, but the idea behind it is just to kind of like brainstorm a little bit, um, just see where things go, have have a filthy conversation about <laughs> things you're into, 
find out, you know, get get to see like the 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 dirty little corners of your partner's mind to go, hmm, interesting. And and then once everyone's come and calmed down, um <laughs> have a have a more kind of uh calm discussion about like is any of that practical? Um what ways are practical? Like there's a lot of fantasies and kinks that are not necessarily safe or practical and that that sound like a really cool like a really hot idea and they might be but can't be can't be done without like potential harm to people and it's important to kind of go okay well i'm i'm not going to chain you to a public toilet that's a bit much but let's talk about like you know, is that something that just sticks to role play? Do I invite some mates around? Like, <laughs> let's talk about that. Um, like, a lot of the time, the thing that you have in your head is fantasy that mm. you might have read in, you know, some erotica or seen in porn is not, it's not going to be feasible in a in a real life setting. Yeah. Um, which, which sucks, but... Mm. Um, I mean, you can get around that. You can be creative. Exactly. Yeah. And since talking about fantasy, uh, Mm. Marx uses the term commodity fetishism (laughs) to kind of, (laughs) to discuss how a commodity, um, kind of is tied no longer just to its use value, but also this kind of sense of that it's, um, seen as a symbolic or sacred object beyond its use value, right? Mm. So if you just, you know, you're not buying this dress to be like, this dress is worth four winters or something. Mm-hmm. Um, you're thinking about the brand mm-hmm. uh, beyond how the, the, I guess, the surplus value on top of that, right? The, the value that you kind of attach to the commodity. And that's how it is mm. a, a fetish, fetishistic mm. And on that note... <laughs> uh, yeah, look, I'll just say, if you're into an objectification kink, we love you as the commodity that you are. <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget, if you are interested in any of these uh, slightly more risky things like impact play or ropes or whatnot, do your fucking research yes. to make sure that you're doing it safe before you engage. And with that... We want to thank Ryan Stanton for producing the Pixel Hearts and Blusher for our intro and outro, the Pixel Hearts theme song, and one pixel at a time. For all our links, especially because we need some questions for PAX coming up, or maybe it PAX has already happened. I don't know when we're releasing this. Anyway, for all our links, or if you need the Pixel Hearts to help troubleshoot your love life, head to our link tree in the show notes. But until next time, be kind to each other.